Hello and welcome, Bengals fans. How are we doing today? This is your host of the Sports Ethos Cincinnati Bengals podcast. My name is Josh Reeser. You can find me on Twitter at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you can find this Sports Ethos page at at Ethos Bengals. Like I said, I am part of the Sports Ethos Network, which is rapidly growing. And we are always looking for someone to come uh, cover a team. And like always, thank you for uh, listening. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all those major listening apps. So yeah, thanks guys. Um, I know I've been kind of lackadaisical on recording and getting my uh, episodes out, but work schedule's been kind of loopy. Life's been kind of loopy, but I'm here, all right? I just, I'm going to have the this one done, obviously, and then I'll have my uh, my Titans recap, and then uh, then I might do a little, like, uh, quarter review of what's been going on in the NFL, especially in the AFC North, because it's actually been, it's been a very interesting start to the year, and uh, I love football, and I'm going to try, maybe even try to find a couple buddies to talk to about it. Um so yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and also, I'm excited about the Bengals actually getting a W. No more, uh, we don't have to be classified as one of those defeated teams. I'm not saying it was pretty. Although the the uniforms they were wearing were very pretty. They were going with the, uh, the all-white, white-out uh, jerseys. It was pretty sweet. I was wearing all-white myself. I have an old school Peter Warwick not super old school, it's like early 2000s if anyone even knows who Peter Warwick is, uh, he was a very big draft bust for the Bengals and that's usually what happened back then uh, but he was number 80 so I will be turning that into an Andre Ayoshivas jersey somehow because I love that guy Yoshivas I should have said like Yoshi from uh, Mario, big Mario guy uh, anyways but yeah no, they were looking good. I was looking good. I was feeling good. It was Monday night. I had a night off. We had two games going on. It was awesome. And, you know, like, what what better way? What better way to to finish the week? I, I probably had some fantasy implications. I did. Actually, yeah, because the, the Bengals win was... My, my happiness for their win was quickly soured by my loss in, in a close fantasy matchup that I, again, blew because I'm an idiot. But uh, this is not a fantasy podcast. So let's go, let's, let's get on to my little recap that I do. Uh, so, third down, not good. I have it underlined here, bad. 5 for 17, you can't have that. Like, the fact they won going 5 for 17 on third down is huge. Something else, uh, they ran 20 more plays than the Rams. Uh, so, you know, it was actually almost an exact replica of last week's time of possession, but opposite, the Bengals had 36, and the Ravens, or the, not the Ravens, the Rams had 24. But usually, like I said, equates in a win. Uh, usually more by, th- by three points if you're running 20 more plays. Uh, they only allowed two sacks. You know, I feel the offensive line has been getting a lot of scrutiny. Um, I don't think it's on, th- I mean, a lot of it is. But a lot of it's also on Joe not being able to maneuver like he should. And uh, 
that said, Cordell Volson's been getting bullied, and that is apparent in this game. Uh, the penalties, they had seven for 49. The Rams only had four for 28, which is funny. They both equal out to be seven yards of penalty. Uh, didn't see that the first time I did it. So let's start with the recap. Uh, Bengals start the, with the ball first, and it's looking decent. But then uh, Chucky, Chuck Sizzle, fresh off that punt return touchdown from last last week, he uh, he slips on third down. Would have been a first, but man, that, that was that was big. The big momentum, not big momentum, but just a big like oof. And then McPherson comes out and misses a 56-yarder, which you know, his rookie year he was automatic. Sophomore season slipped a little bit. Regression that happens, especially after such a strong first year. Like it's gonna happen. But in general, I just don't think that he's looked the same, nor has their special teams in general. Like, I don't know what Darren Simmons is doing, but between Brad Robbins not being able to punt it more than 40 yards, McPherson's missing kicks all the time, like, get your uh, get your your stuff together there, Darren. Uh, so the Rams get the ball back, and they're driving. Like, it's looking pretty effortless, honestly. And the huge 2-2 Atwell, who I've, I'm a big... I like Tutu. He's a small guy. I've got him in a bunch of my fantasy leagues. Uh, the, one of his, just a, a simple ride receiver reverse call. Huge play. It's a like 25, 30 yarder. Touchdown. Uh, however, the pylon cam saves the Bengals and it, they determine that uh, his heel had stepped out. I it, it was so close. That was one of the closest calls I've ever seen. I, if they would have called it a touchdown, I wouldn't have complained. Especially because I would have got the points. But that is huge in the end because that does hold them to a field goal. You know, with them only winning by three, that's four extra points they would have had. So, three nothing Rams. Uh, Bengals get the ball back and typical primetime Bengals fashion. Start off with, you know, and especially in your own house. Back-to-back false starts can't happen. Pollock, it's almost time for him to go. Zach... I'm back on the bandwagon, or lack thereof. He needs to go. This team just always looks so ill-prepared. It drives me crazy. So they punt. Rams punt back. Kind of a, a slow start to the game. It's looking like one of those usual Monday night dinkers that like somehow always come alive in the fourth quarter. Fast forward second quarter because not much has gone on. Another example of the Bengals not being prepared. Uh, they're in the red zone, and they have to call a timeout because it's getting close to the play clock expiring. And first play out of the timeout, another false start. Like, come on, guys. I don't know what they do all week. I don't think they practice. Were they just watching the Reds games all week or something? Maybe all this hoot nanny stuff going on in the locker room needs to stop, and you know, maybe they need, actually need to focus like a professional football team should. Not a bunch of overage college kids. That's kind of how they're acting these days. I can't stand it. Leads to a McPherson field goal. He hits that one, so it's 3-3. Three three. Rams got the ball back. Another big 2-2 play. It's just like the Ravens. The Rams only really seem to be able to move the ball in chunk plays, which I guess is good for the defense. It's a, Lou likes to play this bend-don't-break so I can't complain too much, but it's like, yeah, I mean, they held him to a field goal, so perfect example of Ben don't break. Since he 
at, like they cannot do anything on first down. I don't know why they won't run the ball with Joe Mixon. I complained about it last week. I'm complaining about it this week, and I'm probably going to complain about it next week. So, like Aaron Donald's just having a tea party basically with Cordell Volson. He has him in a dress and a bonnet, and Cordell Volson is pouring his tea and making it very, very sweet. That's the metaphor that just came to my head, and honestly, I think it's pretty good. Because he was just throwing, he did whatever he wanted. Big old, big old uh, sack on second down, which just takes him out of it. Another punt. <sighs> so, it's it's not looking good. The offense is back to their try to get it out as fast as we can. Because there's a gingerbread man running right down our throat named Aaron Donald. Uh, the one good, th- one huge, I, I haven't even mentioned him this season, and I really should, Dax Hill is playing like a madman. He has been the probably the player, the best player of the team so far, him and Trey Hendrickson, and Logan Wilson. Defense is clearly, is kind of trying to carry this team, but they can't because they're on the field so much. He makes a huge sack on Stafford, which is like, he's just freaking shot out of a can, and it was awesome. Just molly wallops him. Uh, huge uh, drive, stalls that drive, gets the Bengals the ball back. At this point, like ESPN has noti- notified us so many times that Burrow hasn't thrown the ball more than like 10 yards or something. And I mean, it's it's like it's so easy to see. I, I didn't need to know that every time he had the ball. But like nothing down the middle of the field, nothing down the side, nothing deep, nothing intermediate. It's just like the dinky donkey show, like always. They should be sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts and be the Dinky Dunkers. <laughs> I'm going on a little bit of rants over here, sorry. Uh, so, the ball, Bengals, you know, they kick the ball away. That's what they're the best at. They're the best at giving their their teammates really good field possession. You know, the more I'm redoing this episode, the more I'm really learning about this team as I say it out loud. However, Logan Wilson bails them out with a big inter- interception. Uh... It was heavily reviewed, but it does show that his hand was very, very underneath the ball, just very barely. But man, this like coming into the league, I think he's got the most interceptions from the linebacker spot. Hitting on him and Joe in that draft was so huge. Getting the general, the offense, and the defense. I mean, he's a cowboy, so he's more so the sheriff, I should say, or the top outlaw. I don't know. Anyways, so Bengals get the ball back, and there's a big... A huge, finally, Joe Burrow throws the ball deep down the field, and it's a T. Higgins touchdown. Woohoo! But then it's uh, it's called back because they're saying T. pushed off, and he was in defender kind of flopped. I could see it going either way, uh, to be honest. I was hoping I wasn't going to do it, but yep, get the ball called back. Huge, huge letdown, and then. Uh, Joe just misfires on a long third down pass. Luckily, no no turnovers yet for the team. I don't know how, but man, so they uh, they punt a ball back, and they get the ball back eventually after another big Dax play. Six to six at this point. Rams get the ball back nine to six. It's just it's one of those slow Monday night games like I brought up earlier. 
Uh, you know, Donald still terrorizing Volson. Another huge hit on Joe. Luckily, Joe hasn't been banged up too bad this game. Uh, and, you know, then finally Mixon, like, is just ripping off, like, 8-yard run, 10-yard run. He finishes off a big drive with a 14-yard touchdown and finally puts the Bengals up a little bit, you know, by 4, I guess, 13 to 9. But at this point, it's like, oh, my God, are we going to start running the ball? It's what the team needs. It's what they really need to do, guys. <sighs> but next next drive, Rams doing what they're doing. A big chunk play to Van Jefferson. It's not looking good. But then the Cowboy again. I Interception number two. This dude is a madman in the middle of the field, I swear. Uh, it gets tipped at the ball, gets it's tipped at the line, and he makes a crazy diving pet catch. And, uh, like, I love watching Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt being there. Like, they're such a fun duo. Logan's great in the in the pass defense. Jermaine Pratt will strip anything from anyone. He's not afraid. That's you, Travis. And that leads to a field goal, so it's 16-9. So a little more cushion. It's only a touchdown, though. Rams get the ball back, but eventually end up giving it back to Cincy on a punt. And Cincinnati's, they're driving. Like, finally, it's like, oh my goodness, they're making passes over the middle of the field. Joe isn't immediately getting rid of the ball as soon as he snaps the ball. Like, somehow Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald must have, like, taken a lunch break or something because he's not doing it. You know, they convert a fourth down, which is huge. It's like, oh my god, Zach Taylor went for a fourth down? when he always has the worst timing for them and he never does it like I don't understand that guy and who tells him when and where not to go for and forth that can be a, a part of a different show but then Joe like it's actually a great pass he throws it over the middle to T. Boyd on an inside crosser probably at like the, the what the 10 yard line hits him right in the chest and as Boyd's going to cover with his hands who was it? Witherspoon, just the, the rookie from the Rams, just dives over top of him and takes it. Like I don't understand how it happened. It was actually one of the most incredible interceptions I've ever seen. So like even even Cincinnati Twitter, Bengals Twitter I should say, who are easily triggered like myself, everyone was giving that dude props because it was a crazy, it was a great catch. Uh, but to no avail. Cincinnati got two sacks on that drive, forced a punt. Trey Hendrickson was this man. He, what a signing for Cincinnati. And then they extended him. That's huge. I'm liking where the defense is going. I can talk about that in a later episode as well. But that guy's just eating this season. Uh, Rams, excuse me, stop, stop thinking there. Rams get the field goal, cut the lead down to 10. At this point, the Rams don't even have a third down conversion, which is crazy to, like, in the fourth quarter not to have one. That's something Cincinnati would do. Uh, Rams stop Bengals, get the ball back. 2-2 Atwell finally gets his touchdown. And cuts the lead 19-16. But Cincinnati ends up recovering the onside kick. And they, uh, they squeak out a victory at home on Monday night underneath the lights. On prime time, nonetheless. It wasn't pretty. At times it was. At times it was pretty sad watching the offense line get dismantled by one man. 
who is the, probably the best defender in probably the last, I don't know how many years, but it still didn't look the greatest. Still don't have confidence in Zach. Still don't have confidence in just the scheme in general. Still seems like they're kind of scripting to start the game. Just run the ball, Zach. Come on, man. Just run the ball. Next week, the Bengals go to Tennessee, who, who if they want to learn how to run the ball, watch that team because they've got the King Derrick Henry in the backfield, along with this rookie Tajay Spears, who is actually getting maybe more snaps than than Henry, but he hits kind of more of a game flow dependent script on which running back gets the beef there. But you know Tennessee secondary not very good. They're they're rated in the the bottom part of the league so hopefully it's a get right game for the passing offense but with Joe's calf and Zach's lack of ability to you know like scheme open play calls for receivers that are supposedly generational talents and best in the league and then we have a running back that's averaging almost five yards a carry every time he touches it I don't know why we just can't run although Tennessee like I said we should be able to get it right passing-wise. Irv Smith's been a, a no... Uh, where's Irv Smith? Hurt. Hurt and Irvin. That's his nickname. Uh, you know, maybe they should have drafted a, a tight end earlier or made it more of a priority this offseason because Hayden Hurst maybe makes some of those third-down plays off a quick pass. I don't know. Things got to change against the Titans. Can't let Joe be a sitting duck. Got to try to get Jamar Chase. Jamar, I mean, Chase had a good game. He was heavily targeted, but still hasn't scored. This offense just has a lot of work to do. The defense is always on the field. Trey Hendrickson's doing his best job. Logan Wilson's playing great. Time for that young secondary to step up. So, you know, now like Tennessee's got a lot of big passing options, but I feel like, you know, the kind of game plan just... Uh, to uh, take away Henry and make Tannehill beat you, but I don't know. It seems like things always go wrong for the Bengals in that manner. So that'll do it for today, guys. Let's uh, let's hope they uh, keep the win streak alive next weekend in Tennessee. And once again, have a good day and hoodoo.